Let's get ready to throw down. I never left seventh grade. <laughs> the locker room, at least. Because you couldn't pass it. <laughs> Barely. I was dumb as a fucking stump man, when I was a kid. <laughs> Shit. All right. Yeah. Let's start. Where's Neil deGrasse when you need any right? <laughs> scientific thought? All right. Here guy. we go. Here we go. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, today's show is brought to you actually by Audible. And Audible is a great tool because books are one of the best ways to get improvement. But when you're in sales, you don't have a bunch of time to sit around and read always. So Audible allows you to listen to books in your car, at the gym, wherever you are, and improve. We gave some books away whenever we launched the show. And we're going to be putting some links to that. Um, a couple of books that we recommend, Nan. The Bible. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, extreme ownership all day long. Yeah, absolutely. Al, you got one? Uh, never split the difference. Yeah. And yeah, uh, my boss. Uh, Jeb Blunt's Fanatical Prospecting is also pretty good as well. Yeah. So if you go to salesstorydown.com slash books, you'll be able to take a look at it, give it a shot. But my actually all-time th- favorite is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, one okay. of the beginning ones. I think it was uh, published in like 1954. I have a – no, I think it's earlier than is that. Is it right? earlier than that? Yeah. Because I have a, I think I have, I, I, I think I have a '30s edition of that book. Okay, yeah, I'd, I'd like to challenge that, but yeah, okay. let's go back and take a look and see when that. that let's put some money up. on it, gambler. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> I, I don't know for certain. You, you, you're more about the numbers than I am. Usually, so uh, this is January. Everybody, Pull, pulling back the curtain a little bit. This is our first recording session of the new year. So. 2020. Yeah. 2020. So, and we're going to talk about. Oh, like one of my favorite topics, and I was a little surprised whenever Al brought it up, but I was game on. So, talking about KPIs, right? And if you're not familiar with that, it means key predictive indicators. And Al, you want to talk a little bit more about yours or what you think about them? Or well, you know, I come from a fly by the seat of your pants kind of attitude, and a lot of things that I've done my entire life, and it's worked out fairly well for me. So I, I don't have a ton of complaints about that, but. When I look back, there's nothing to look at. I didn't put anything down on paper. You know? <laughs> so I have my bank account, and I can look at what that reflects, but that's not the entire story. Mm-hmm. And when it's a scrap of paper on one side of your desk and one over here and one over there, you know, you know what you did, but did you put it down? I mean, if your life or your sales world is worth doing, it's worth recording it's worth reflecting upon. It's worth, you know, looking and, and gaining some experience from where you've been to take you to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You were, you were scribbling fr- furiously over there. I was. <laughs> what you well, got? Because, okay. when, you know, when I hear KPI and then you say the three actual words of it, two two of those stand out huge. It's predictive is one that and literally you're going back through past data. And what Doc just said is, I didn't collect any, mm-hmm. right? And and in John's business, that's where you come in uh, very well, and you know how to track all that data so that you have indicators to predict off of, but you have to track something at some point to be able to get that. Absolutely. You know, it, well, and I was going to say, and that works both for success and failure. Yeah, 100%. What but, do you mean by the failure thing? Well, if you didn't accomplish a goal, you need to look back and, and – figure out, well, what led me down that path that wasn't successful? Because we learned so much more by that than by the end zone dance because we won. Well, 
Yeah. In, in the military, that's called an AAR, right? After action report or review. And you go back and you look at what worked and what didn't, and then that's how you improve. The thing is, most salespeople just want to stick your head in the sand and say, I close everybody I talk to, and you don't need sure. to know my numbers and all of these things that you know we've all heard from other people that we've met. <laughs> Salespeople are inherently lazy. Well, first of all, everybody's inherently lazy if either the the, the organization allows it or you personally allow it. Yeah. And and KPI, I think, or I don't think, I know it allows you to take ownership because I have other people who collect data. So I, I do see bits and pieces of it that I don't even really have to do too much to get my hands on. But at, at the end of the day, I also see my bank account. And mm-hmm. when it reflects poorly, man, I, I wish I had the data that would show me where I went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I go right, I go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, so, pretty simple equation. So for me, it's more about customer satisfaction and retention, not so much the numbers. So I get have always gauged just how, how are they feeling? How are they? Are they still satisfied with what I'm bringing to the table? And I'm just now getting really diligent, and it kind of reminds me of journaling. You're, you're mm-hmm. big on journal. It's just keeping more of a, um, you know, qualifying and quantifying and making sure it's all working, boating well, basically. Yeah. But I, I agree with what you said about the failure. You also need to gauge that as well. Yeah, because if you if you only look at the success side of it, let's say that you need a million dollars in sales a month. And you win that in one job, but you failed at 52 to close at 52, right? Mm-hmm. So you got, so what that, that to me is called lucky. You got lucky. Something oh, hit and you, and you just, absolutely, man, you got lucky, but 51 of those failed, right? You bid 52 jobs, 51 of them failed. The key indicator for me there is to focus on the 51. What did I do wrong? And what made that one so good that it won? And we got that on the books. Yeah. And how do I get back to maybe bidding 20 and winning two or three or one out of 20, right? Because that's a better hit ratio than, yeah. than the 52 and one. Can we talk about the conversation that you and I had on the phone sure. the other day? Um, you were talking about the fact that uh, before you came into your new role, uh, you guys were pumping out tons of bids to yeah, keep everybody factory, busy. Man. I mean, I mean, you talked about looking at the board and seeing all the bids on there, and you were just like losing your mind because yeah. they they were trying to keep someone busy, right? As well, they're trying to, to keep an entire department busy, yeah. right? And it blows my mind. So one of the things that we talked about is I literally went to the board and I just circled one. And, well, I asked everybody, which one of these – is the is the best chance? And everybody said, "Well, why don't we do that one? No, that one's not good. No, don't don't do that one." So when I hear those words like, "And we shouldn't even be bidding that," well, then why are you right? Yeah. That's a huge, you know, huge uh, mind blowing thing for me to hear is that we're bidding this, but you don't even think we should. We can't even win. Which brings up a really good point. When you focus on KPI, you get rid of the trash. Right. Yeah. Because you realize it helps your prospecting Mm -hmm. because you're really focusing in on what became successful and what became a failure. And sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's a bad pick on a prospect. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the other data out there that's not anything to do with you or your team. Right. But you didn't, like you said, you didn't prospect it right. You didn't vet it. You but you'll you'll bring the two together, correct? Right? You'll bring your process to your prospect with your KPI, mm-hmm. and and like you said, so if you start hunting twenty to get two, mm-hmm. they're they're a better twenty yeah. than the fifty that you had with one. Aim small, miss small. 
Yeah. Just aim small, miss small, right? And, yeah. And I think it's it's so big. So, it, you know, in that thing, John, that you're talking about, I circled two out of the board of, you know, 15 or something that we're going to do that week. And in my business, let me tell you, if you're bidding 15 jobs a week, construction jobs, there are so many drawings and so much data to pour your heart into to really get the stuff you need to bid a job. And if you have 15 of those, you, there's not enough time in a day. If you work 24 hours a day, you couldn't get through all the data. So now you're pumping out 15 terrible Right. You're not going to be successful. Bids, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead, you circle two and you say, okay, these are the ones we're going after. We have all the things. But what leads you to get why those two are good is KPIs, right? And past well, data. It's clarity, right? Because when, when KPI showed up in my world before it, I was the guy, um, I had... I didn't have an outlook of abundance, right? It was an outlook of limitations and there was only so much business that I could get in the world, right? And so that meant that I needed to try to get a yes from every person I talked to. And I was essentially the annoying guy that was trying to product push on like all my friends because I was still in B2C, right? So when I worked at AT&T, uh, I was trying to say, oh man, you got to come in and get a phone. You got to come in and get a phone for me. I'll take care of you and everything else. And I wore that like a badge of honor. Like I was super happy about it. And then <clears throat> when I started learning about KPIs and it was just this idea of, well, I can shut this off. Like I don't have to chase down everybody because we have these numbers, right? And we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but it's kind of an experiment, right? If you don't have uh, past data, you make some assumptions and then you go do it for a while, right? Good point. And then if if it, if that's not working you t- towards your goal, then you have to make adjustments, right? And this is where like I kind of live. And, you know, we talk about KPIs all the time, right? I mean, it's like a key part of like everything we do. I mean, from, you know, the show to like how we all sell and everything else. And so I just make this assumption that everybody sells the same way and that everyone is like super focused on KPIs. And it's not true, right? I, I go talk to these like companies and I'm like, okay, what kind of KPIs are you measuring? And, and what are you holding your people accountable to? Like, uh, just a quota. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but a quota of what? Well, or it's just this calls, well, it's a, it's closes. A, no, it's a, it's a, it's even more broad. It's, well, it's, yeah. it's 30 million a year. Yeah. Exactly. Right. right. It's just like yeah. what you said just a second ago. Yeah. Which is a, a one lagging big sale indicator. And then you're like, well, yeah. then let's just call it blue sky. Yeah. Exactly. Cause it's a 30,000 foot view. Yeah. So K, KPIs are what's in your furniture. What kind of furniture do you have? Yeah. How do you pick it out? Yeah. You know, what's in your kitchen? They're the measurable things you need to be doing weekly, monthly and yearly to get to your goals. But let's go a little bit slower. Let's, 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 but break that into smaller segments for people so that they, you know, I mean, because if this is the first time you've been exposed to this, you're like, where do I start? And mm-hmm. every industry is going to be a little bit different. So everybody's KPI is going to be different. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so um, most of my KPIs now are more about um, creating content and posting on social media and stuff like that. Cause I get a lot of clients from those, or from those networks and that, gets me more than cold calling and cold knocking and really even the networking. The the networking used to be like a godsend whenever I was still um, doing websites. But now for the things that I'm doing, most of the people that I network with don't have a budget to do what I do because no one gets out of bed and they're like, Hey, I need to hire a CRM consultant. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so I've kind of scaled back on my networking and then I got to figure out, okay, what are the things that I'm going to do that I can hold myself accountable to? So that way I'm making sure that I'm moving towards things. Right. And it's like creation of content, engaging in these different platforms, talking to people and moving it over into DMS and, and things like that. And then getting onto a call. So I, I you know, but, kind of know my percentages and kind of work that plan. But let's break it down a little bit more. It's 
objective, right? It is a specific segment mm-hmm. of what you do, and it's measurable. Yeah. Okay. And okay. so, I mean, let's just clearly make this pretty and obtainable. Well, okay, but that's right. all right. But in the beginning, you don't, you, you know, you're trying to. Okay, I started as a blank slate. Yeah. What's a KPI? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, what would that mean? I mean, what do I go pick first? It's something you have control over, right? Yeah. So if you're out prospecting and you can't make someone need you or have a budget or anything else like this, but you can count the number of conversations you're going to have. Right. And then we have to know that not everyone is going to make it to the next step and that's okay. And that's where I kind of live and that's fine. But that's what, that's what you're being held to. Right. But let me stop you there. Uh, You, you pointed out for you, it's the number of conversations you have, yeah. right? Yeah. For a business owner, it may be how many people walk through the door from this promotion. Oh, sure. You can okay. KPI any goal. Well, not, I don't think you can any goal, right? So what's a goal you, you think you can't KPI? Um, what would be one that I cannot KPI? Okay. So, oh, okay. I, it would be just the, it, or it becomes more difficult if it's a secondhand removal, like the number of patients that come in because of other patients that are, are, are referrals. Referrals. Okay. That are unbeknownst to me, other what? than if I can connect the unless dots you, that there are. Got one. Unless you've asked for referrals. Exactly. Well, right. So then you place a KPI on the number of asks correct, you make for correct. referrals. Exactly. You can, if you can find the link that takes you out there, yeah. but I'm talking about the, the, the guy out there or the gal out there that's like, where do I start? Sure. I, if you're a KP king like you, then yeah, you can extrapolate all that. Okay. I'm talking about let's let's back this down because we're not all let's, let's get we're away not from all, his level. Exactly. We're not <laughs> all C's, level. right? Okay, Some so of us like to go True. out in the sunshine sometimes, okay, that's right? That's fair. That's fair. So um Right. So I laid out my goals for this year, right. For our, all my different businesses. And, and I have some personal goals as well, as well. And one of my personal goals is I want to get down to 200 pounds, right. I'm going to be 40 this year. I'm six, four. So at 200 pounds, I should be, you know, be pretty happy with that. And just in and of itself, that's a terrible goal, right. Cause there's nothing to hold myself attainable to or accountable to or anything else like this. So what I've done is I've set weekly KPIs and things that I'm doing, right. Uh, Clint and I had a conversation the other day about intermittent fasting and like eating windows. So I only eat within an eight hour window. I'm doing a clean January right now, so I'm the only one up here without any alcohol in my cup. But I only you know, have water as well. I don't have anything in my cup. Uh, well, you know, you guys are I slacking. <laughs> Clint does, and I, I just I've told also a lie. Got, <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> I figured nothing, nothing lie. Honesty. I've, I've also got a count of like of like how much training I want to do. Right. So right now, my goal is that I'm going to jujitsu three times a week. Right. I joined a gym last night and got up at six thirty this morning to go to the gym, and uh, so I'm going to hold myself accountable. What to about these that things. hair? You're going to train. <laughs> What's that? Or what, what about that hair? Are you going to train it? Oh, man. Dude, There's I love that hair, hair, though, man. But, it is. I get but, it. I mean, but you, that's I'm a happy compliment. it's there. That's a compliment. <laughs> so so yeah. you're bringing up a really good point because right now in January, whether you're in sales or not, uh, every, everybody's right. making resolutions, right? Yeah. And which which we can compare to um, sales goals, right? Oh, for sure. We want to lose. Crush I want to bro. I want to lose weight in 2020. <laughs> so what happens in February when you lose one pound because you didn't uh, eat that day? Did you obtain your goal and now is it over? Right. So this is what happens. It was sales goals, right? We say we're going to sell more. And if you look back at January, 2019, you sold $2 million and this month you got lucky and you sold 2.4. Are you done for the year? Because in your mind, mentally, you might be, you might just say, this is going to be a great year. I'm over. I don't have to do anything different. I'm winning. So, okay. Great point. Right. So my birthday is in September. (laughs) 
9-11. Well, happy right? birthday about, early, right? So my goal, <laughs> my goal is to be 200 pounds by my birthday, right? So uh, I was I was 240 at my high point, right? About a, about a month or so ago. And so... I set all these goals, right? I'm not going to eat, right? Uh, this, cl- this clean. Well, That'll I'm not going to. Yeah, sorry, hold on a second. I'm not going to eat starvation all the time, right? Um, I, I've got some weird kind of head trash around, you know, food and and, and, eat, and eating, but no drinking. Um, only eating within an eight hour window, not eating in the mornings, all these things being very, very deliberate about my day. And then I'm checking the scale periodically to see if I'm tracking and moving forward because you sometimes have to adjust. Right. I've never done this process before. So this is all kind of an experiment. Sure. So I got to be realistic with like my tracking and my data. God, I sound like such a C right now. You, this is you crazy. Are. Um, you so hard on for all of this. <laughs> like, I, I this, is, this is just such a simplistic example of KPI. So but I do, but I do want to interrupt you a little bit because the check in the scale thing is a, it's a good thing to talk about because if you check your scale, twice a day, right? And you don't see results. Mm-hmm. You mentally go to failure, right? Even though your body's adjusting, right? And, and this is going to happen in your sales goals as well, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to see some failure. It's You're going to step on the scale one day in, in February in your sales cycle, and it's not going to be where you want it to be, but you got to give it time, right? You oh, know that you're on the path. You need, you, need a, you-, you need a big enough sample size for like the data to like actually have any that, weight to that's it. That's exactly right. Or, you stretch it out. Or readjust. Let, let, let I let mean, me, you have to like look at it and go, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try or to Or let me bring you another example. I drive by John's house and there's a stack of scales out on the curb, right? <laughs> yeah. None of those yeah. work. These are right? all broken. So, so you actually <laughs> have to maintain some sanity sure. while you're digging yeah. into and, and some honesty. And, and realize what the hey, – honesty. Realize what the real problem is. It's not the scale that's broken. It's <laughs> no, you sure. that's yeah. your fat yeah. ass, right? Exactly. Yeah. So my daughter is so sad that, like, I have said uh, – because part of the clean January for me is I'm not eating any fast food and no sodas, right? So my daughter – who Every, loves cheesecake? She loved man. She so this shirt was actually a gift from my daughter, right? So donuts, and uh, she loves donuts and fast food. And every Saturday morning, Who she's doesn't? like McDonald's. Because I would love a McGriddle, and I'm like, no, oh, baby. Like, what are you thinking? You're making her suffer through this as well? Man, you I drive her down there. Here's the deal. Bitch, and Hold you on. buy her a McGriddle, <laughs> and you just suck it up Hold and on. get her to the house. Right. And, Part of this is knowing where you're weak. Right, I know that if I hit that drive-through, I man, I'll black out in a drive-through and come home with like seven <laughs> oh items from Taco Bell. But <laughs> can't do it. But can I can I can I reference that for a second? Of course. So a, a few episodes ago, Nan, you said something about uh, mm-hmm. a lady in her car that would not get out of the car mm-hmm. to go meet something. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, Scared to death that if she goes in there, she's going to fail. John, same thing. You go to McDonald's drive-through with your daughter. You're getting her something, not you. You're scared to death. You're going to fail. Yeah. But what a triumph wow. it is when you take her there. And you drive through that bitch, and you walk away clean. Sure. What a triumph it is. So it's okay. it's, it's weightlifting, All right, right? Sure. Eventually, I will get to that point to where I can do that, and I'm going to be okay. But it's like, just sure. not this you know, week. You don't get out of rehab and go like that <laughs> no. night to the bar, yeah. right? I, I mean, it. like you gotta. I mean, but the point of it is, is that you set a goal and you stick to that goal. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. That, that's the most because important one, thing. But we also have to know ourselves. One fucking McGriddle. <laughs> It's over for most people. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, exactly. They're back to last year's routine. They're back to KPIs and sales and, and, you know, the month of January and closing it (laughs) out. So so let's talk about this, right? Because (laughs) let's say that someone who isn't you shows up at your company, right? And they say, oh my God, what happened to all the bids? Mm -hmm. And then there's all this pressure. So you got to have some alignment from the top all the way down. These have got to be like clearly expressed and they got to be on the same page. So that way they can be like, hey, 
you said that this was super important that we do it this way, right? So, and, yeah, so step one in, in that situation mm-hmm. is buy-in for my own self that I know that I'm about to cut seven or eight bids off this board, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's going to go, this fucking guy's crazy, yeah, right? So step one is that's what I'm doing. That's the plan. I believe in that plan because I've either seen it successful or I think it's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Sharing that plan. With, you got to get buy-in. You get buy-in from not sure. not me, mm-hmm. from everybody that's that's not me. Yeah. Right. And when they buy into that, that's the plan that we all stick for, stick to. And in the first month when it fails, you got to say, guys, you got to give me time. I, this oh is yeah. A time for sure. Okay, but let me bring up a key point. You have to be able to, in your own mind, understand your process through this KPI, right? You, you know, the objective nature, here's what my, my metric is, mm-hmm. right? And be able to then measure it, yeah. track it, right? Yeah. Look back and, and, you know, see what your data reveals, make some adjustments along the way, sure. and explain that and have buy-in from the from anybody else that's involved in that process. Yeah. In, in your case, it's a bigger company yeah. where you've got other players who may push back. Sure. So, so the, the key thing here is, you know, be able to put this in a book, put this in a bind, write this stuff down, yeah. and then be able to spreadsheet it, track it, and and, and go forward. CRM it. So, so, so I can <laughs> – so CRM is really crucial here on proving that your KPIs work for the data at the yeah. end of the month. Um, and whether you use some fancy program or a spreadsheet or, or a notebook, it doesn't yeah. matter. You hand write it out for all I care. Uh, well, you know, okay. I, I, harder I to manipulate. Listen, it's know, not efficient. Mean, I'm just saying it's better than not. Okay, right? I'm sure. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's fair. I, I will say this to you: if you if you get to the end of the month, right, and and let's say you're in my situation and you've dumped half the bids that you normally do, but you still close the same amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. People are going to say, "I brought you here to grow." But let me tell you, bidding half as much and winning the same amount of money is huge growth. Absolutely, because it cuts your overhead. Absolutely. Uh, like, but, like you but you don't know. see that, right? Because you see revenue, yeah. right? Somebody at the top in a spreadsheet says revenue. And you that, still have the 15 estimators on the books that so, you might not fully need right now. And, and I'll tell you a true story. The reason I do any CRM management, period, because I don't like it. It's not my thing. I don't want to do it. The reason I do it is to prove that on paper, right. that I'm right. Mm-hmm. If you do there it you for go. that reason only, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll work. Very good motivation. I uh, I was interviewing for a bank job. This is a long time ago, and uh, this manager, I really like a heist. <laughs> not, wow, not I wish Michael. that'd be too cool. I was on I'm the like, inside. You robbed a bank. This is going to be wow. a way better story. <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, this guy uh, who was managing of the bank, you know, I. I I, I just got this really good vibe off of him and uh, and about halfway through we we're talking about like how I sell and everything and this is before any of this stuff and he goes hey look um, I gotta tell you one thing I said sure what do you got and he goes you don't have to do it my way but you can't do it your way and be wrong yeah and I was like oh wow. damn yeah, that's good like 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 this yeah. nice little gauntlet it has been presented to me and sure and most people are out there doing that yeah there most people's direct bosses in sales are gonna say. Maybe not say that, but they're thinking that. 
You can do, hey, look, you go out there and do whatever you want to do. So no, I don't think sell. so. I think that because you're not going to let guys on your team just have free reign and keep winging it and bringing in a bunch of bids that are unqualified and doing doing it the way they were. Well, what I'm saying is most people will tell you that to your face. Yeah, of course you can do that. Oh, yeah. Of course you can sure. go out there and do that. Yeah. Accountability. Look, I'm not going to know whether you're clocked in Ugh. at 10 or 830. As long as you're winning, they won't know. Right? Yeah. They just won't. They don't care. You're winning. But the moment that you fail in their eyes, and, and failure means whatever failure means, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to be able to track what failure is. But in their eyes, if you failed in their eyes, perception, 99% of reality, you failed. And they were going to tell you every step along the way of how oh, to yeah. do this. And nine times out of 10, if they're in that spot, they probably don't know how to sell anyway. Yeah. That's why they hired you. I would hope. Yeah. Right? I would agree with that. One of the hard things about this is that we okay, so we all know a group of guys who work for one uh, for one company. I'm being vague on purpose, and <laughs> they all have the same KPI, right? Fifty dials per week, yep. right? And I'm, I hate this. I'm glad you brought this up because I, I really wanted to yeah. dive yeah. into because it's repet- if it's a repetitive scenario. Yeah, well, because I'm all for it being repetitive, but I think it's got to be adjusted to the person. Absolutely, they, they're, right. and you're right. hitting on it. So go because if I close, you know, at forty percent versus the guy who's closing at like. Two percent. KPIs are way different. Yeah, right. They got to be adjusted for the individual, and they've got to be specific towards the goal that you're trying to hit to, right, or get to. Sure. You know, setting a KPI just like arbitrarily without like thinking that it's going to get you to where you want to go is a waste of time. Just like setting a sales goal of just like, well, I want to make ten more or ten percent more, so let's just add ten percent to the board. It doesn't make any sense. But we also have to take into consideration some people don't have the ability to adjust what the metric is that the company has imposed upon them. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. But it's okay if you get in there and and the company's screwed up with their metrics or they're screwed up with the the you know the expectations from the KPI that they're pulling mm-hmm. but if you're going to be in that position wouldn't you like to know well if I was going to hone down maybe you, instead of bitching what should the KPI be yeah later what yeah. should well, the metric be it's a perfect example of this is why you ask the question why Constantly. Oh, all of this is built around why Why? are you using this metric? So Mm -hmm. you tell me I need to make 50 phone calls a week. Why? Right. And I don't suggest that right off the bat. I suggest you put your work. Well, me. Okay. You you come in at a different level. I'm talking about the entry level guy that's out there and he doesn't have a whole lot of pull. But if he shows up on time, if he's grinding, if if he's showing initiative and and, and he's likable, Mm They'll listen to you. Yeah. Right. So the, bring all those the factors guy, together. Uh, I was talking with someone yesterday and, and he's like, man, I'm trying to like fix all these things. And I said, okay, you know, how are your numbers? And he was like, uh, not that good. And I said, well, you know, do you think you have a lot of clout at this point? And he was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, no one wants to hear from the guy who's not killing it. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't impact change if you're the guy on the bottom of the totem pole. Right. So sometimes you have to just go along with the plan and then be like, Hey boss, that, that doesn't really seem like this is working out for us. Can we make some adjustments? And sometimes, you know, for, so I'm going to speak to a, probably a lot of salespeople out there that have entry level getting in and they have this top dog salesman, right? There, there's this guy in this company that, and a lot of companies have this, that that guy could sell ice to an Eskimo. I've heard that oh, phrase God, a thousand times, so right? That guy's a killer. You should be that in sales because you can talk to anybody. One of, yeah, one of these days, you're going to be that guy. So I've worked for a company where we've had that guy, where everybody said he is the ultimate sales guy. And I've watched him fail. And I've watched him do 
half the half the amount that I've made, half the profit that I made. But because all I do is focus on data, this works. This is what I'm doing. This, I'm growing my business, my side, and I watch him get win big, lose big, win big, lose big, lose big, lose big, win big. Right, but he's a hero because it's all talk, it's all smoke screens, oh, okay. it's all that stuff. So if you're that guy out there and you have that guy, and people are judging you compared to that guy, forget about it. Yeah, leave it alone. Just just Keep doing literally your do your thing, and I and I promise you, you'll be because that guy's the traditional salesman. Mm-hmm. He is the bagel buyer for whatever city you're in. <laughs> <laughs> he should buy stock and donuts and bagels. Because that's what he does, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how I classify it. Yeah. A, a true salesman, I don't even know their name, don't care, right? They're doing their job. They're providing services to people and getting it done. And they're, but take this another step further. They're not just serving food or bringing tchotchkes. They're having engaging conversations yeah. relative to the business that they're true. in. Yeah. Their true. nose is pointed forward and they're finding pain. They're finding, you know, um, yeah, you know, such is this a good prospect? They're 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 narrowing down on the kill, right? Mm-hmm. Which sure. is the win, right. and then figuring out how to reproduce that, and how what does it take to get right back to the win? Yeah, right back to the money zone. Yes, I mean, bringing bagels is very short term. But I can tell so you, true. I could show you, I could count on one hand how many receipts I have from buying bagels or donuts for a customer over the years that I've been doing this. On one one hand. Right, that doesn't make me completely right, and I'm not telling you not to do that stuff. Yeah. What I'm telling you is, it doesn't matter. Right, that's a smoke show. It's a smoke screen. Mm-hmm. If it helps you get in the door exactly. of an office or building, if you feel better, if it's and, a yeah, tool yeah. and you're just mm-hmm. bringing stuff by, hey, look, I'm not telling you, but people will not buy your product because you brought them Dunkin' Donuts. Exactly. Yeah, they just won't. <laughs> no. And if they do, you don't want them as a customer any damn way. That's true. Because it's not a because they're not a partnership, right? Yeah, you, can you see the CEO going, "Oh, John, donuts again, yeah. Thanks, tacos." Bro. Yeah. Oh, John's here's Taco oh, Tuesday. Hey, you know what he's doing? He's getting in and walking in, and John's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> and it might work. Can but we that's, talk? But that's a very shallow ended sale. Well, and when, where does the buck stop? Does it stop at tacos? Does it end at a brown bag, money full of cash? Wait, <laughs> wait a well, second. And I live in that world. I know yeah. you do. Feed, feed, <laughs> but. but Listen, but listen, you live in that world, but you don't play that world, and you still are very successful. Well, I've got the gauntlet of people that expect to be fed. I live and, in, I live and in I almost want to throw it down, like just. You know. But you get to a point eventually that you do yeah. not have to do that. No. Well, because, I mean, I rarely oh, do. Nate, that. You just <laughs> ever. Yeah, you you made a phone call this week, right? And he said, "Just come on by, right? That yeah. there's where you want to be. Just come on by. Let's have a conversation." Yeah. yeah. Not sure if it's a fit. Come on, Bob. So I'm just, I'm just, what I'm trying to get at, I guess, is bringing people donuts and dropping them off with your business card on top. It's not KPI, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I spent $10,000 on donuts this month. It, it could be. It's just not it's a sure, good it's one. It's a bad KPI. Well, it's a bad for one. the things that we do. Well, I mean, I guess if you're thing. in donut sales, right? <laughs> <laughs> any, any one of these numbers without like another number... The, that goes along with it is is just noise, right? And we're talking about this like before before we turn on the cameras because, you know, not every lead is going to buy and that's okay, but you should have some sort of ballpark, right? So if it takes me 10 leads to get to two sales and I want one more sale, I need to go talk to on average five more people. And when, when you can manage your numbers and you got that clarity, 
I'll, I'll never forget. It was, it was very early on work, working with Jeff and we were talking about KPIs and everything and we laid them out. And so I had my counts of what I needed to do for cold calls and networking and, and asking for coffees and things like this. <clears throat> and I got done on Thursday. And so like, and it's like, I'm sitting there and like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's go like more and more and more. And, uh, Jeff was like, well, what are you doing? I said, well, I, I think I'm done. And he's like, you're done. And I said, yeah. And he's like, do you feel good? And I said, yeah. He's like, well, let's go get a beer. Yeah. And it was like, such this like eye opening moment that we, because the other part of it is you have to trust the process, right? Because if you don't have trust in it, then it becomes problematic and, you know. And that process needs to be built around an algorithm, right? That says this specific action or thought more in action, draw the line out. Yes or no. If it fails or it wasn't a good fit, mm-hmm. you, you have two choices. Jettison it because it wasn't a good fit. Sure. Next time, get learn, the phone up to your... Learn from it. Well, but I'm, I'm just talking about if you're just running your numbers, right? Your algorithm isn't what you're trying to learn from. It is the, the, the pathway that you take as you go through the process. Yeah. So you get here, you pick up the phone, not a good fit, click, make another phone call, right? That should be the other side of that algorithm. And then if it's an engaging conversation, yes, schedule an appointment. If you'll just line all of that out, it takes this whole worry. When, I mean, we worry about it because we all stress, but it, it, it gives you a clear picture that you put in front of you every time you attempt that process. Yeah. I know a, uh, I know a sales team and they do this thing where um, everybody has this little like bucket on their desk and they have to make calls and everybody has to do the same amount of calls, which I have issues with, but you know, whatever. And they have black poker chips and red poker chips. And at the end of the day, in the beginning, they don't care how many are black and how many are red, right? Black means bad fit. Red means, you know, got an appointment, right? They just want you to have the 20 things or the 20 chips in the bucket. Right. And so when we're talking about things like going for the no and not being attached to the yes and making sure that you're qualifying and not chasing bad business, those things become super important until, until there's a a measurable time, whether it's in maybe in your company, it's one month or six months that the bucket is entirely filled with black chips. Well, at that point it becomes a coaching issue, right? Well, maybe, or maybe your KPIs aren't correct and you have to adjust and all the, and all those black chips are the data that you have to have on why they're all black and one of them's not red. And, And we adjusted this week because we met three goals and I was like, okay, slow down now because it's not going to bode well if you get all three. So you are constantly, even Because we can't success. service everything Absolutely. that's potentially sitting there. So mm-hmm. we then have to understand that we're going to lose by not being able to service. Yeah. So if yeah. you aren't keeping track of what your success and your failures, then and you have success even— you can overload and screw up on. Yeah, your back but, of the house has got to be able well, to fill. Exactly, and that. But but that's we're the back of the house and the front of the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah welcome to you know the business that's our size. If you're just a frontline guy, and your company can service everything that you can put on the plate, mm-hmm. man, I, you, that's real narrow, real specific. And if you can live in that environment, go kill it. Yeah. Just yeah. It, once you get the you know you open Pandora's box and you figure out how to get that key in there and pop it open. Go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And buy the jet airplane. I, I love you for it. <laughs> well, even when I was in pharmaceuticals, though, um, I could get 10 offices in one week writing well, and I couldn't go the next week and get 10 offices doing the same. I had to maintain. You just 
like right now, I have I have certain accounts, and you have so you have to have those guidelines. You have to know that's. But you're the service side, not your sales, service, and and fulfillment, right? Right, but I think. I think retaining business is part of your KPI, KPI as well. So you have to be really careful with, no? Well, it depends on the industry because yeah. I bought a I bought a, an appliance years ago from a, a major department store, uh, a refrigerator, and they just want to sell refrigerators. But if the refrigerator gets out there and it's broken or it's damaged or, you know, it's late, that's not on the sales guy. He doesn't care. Yeah. Now, Sears cares. Whoop. Did I say they're, they're out of fine. business? You're okay. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> show, I don't think showing my age. They're, they're fully out. But now close. they might care. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a check, Sears. So, so <laughs> I, when I called down, I can't find a sales guy at that point. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter because no. that's not part of where he was well, plugged okay. into. There's a big difference between like a relationship sale in the and the salesperson has got to be part of like ongoing that's service and everything point. else right. that's and, that's and, and a transactional right. thing. Yes, right. and that's all I'm pointing out. Everybody's going to be in a little bit of a you know a different scenario, and and so modify what we're talking about to mm-hmm. fit that. Radicate. Don't say this doesn't work yeah. because it does. It's 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 out there. Utilize it. Yeah, and I, and I do want to point out, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong because I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> the the KPIs are literally what it says. It's it's indicators, right? It's yeah. not it's not goals. They're, they're indications that you need goals or to change goals and to better your goals or back things mm-hmm. off, turn things on, right? They're indicators, and that helps you get to a goal. And, and I just happened to be listening to, I think, Bill Burr yesterday, comic, stand-up comic, if you guys have ever heard him. Yeah. One of my favorite, right? So he was talking about sometimes when he does private shows, he gauges what he says by laughter, Right. Indicators. Mm -hmm. Right. Very, very good indicators as a in the now, in the moment. And I was thinking why he said that. That Hey, I said this joke about bread and they didn't laugh. So don't mention bread again. Right. So what I was thinking about is I've been in a lot of meetings. Right. Where I get a lot of indicators, body language, tonality, hand gestures, movements, uh, close the book type stuff. And it's like you have to realize those. Right. Because the KPIs that we're all talking about now or six month progressions to see what the results are. But sometimes they're in the meeting that you're in currently. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got to pick up on those indicators to say, Oh shit, I said something, I did something, or I said that good and they're interested and I got to keep rolling with that stuff. So yeah. KPIs can be short term too. Well, I, well, of course they are. I mean, the short term goal is how do I get to a sales conversation? I mean, that's the yeah. shortest of the KPI curves. So I'm, I'm probably, way too involved with KPIs, you know, cause, um, no. my girlfriend who works on my team, um, we were kind of actually going over her KPIs for this week. And I said, Hey, look here, because it's a new year, here's my expectation of like what you're doing each week, this and this and this and this and this. Look and at she, you big dog. Uh, tell it's, her how it's, done. it's just, you know, just tell her, I, I don't so have time when to do, like look over her shoulder. When does she clean the kitchen? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, yeah, because here, here's the thing, right? We both work out of the house. And so when, when you work out of the house, it's super easy to be like, uh, I need to go fold the laundry or uh, I'm going to, you know, go, what is, go thaw some do meat. Do the laundry? You know, what does that really mean? Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> um, but, it's always you know, the laundry, the man. Exactly. Your, it's your all actions, right. I did it myself. <laughs> your actions express your intent, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have clarity about, I got to do these things before I can allow myself to do anything else, then you, you have competing priorities, right? That, and you're going to do down the, to discipline though. 
Uh, I mean, because this is not emotional. You don't you don't have to get excited about it. You just have to do it, and then you have to be proficient at it, and then you know you can get emotional about wins and you can get emotional about losses. You can you can get excited or you can cry. See, I get I get less excited about the wins and the losses because I because I have this. Oh, see, I love the wins and I hate the losses. Because for me, I hate the losses. It's just data, right? Cool. You're you're one of the eight. I'm not going to close this week. Fine. Okay, cool. but the, the black chip. I just want to. I just want to destroy black chips. I want all red chips, and all I want to see is red. Sure. Yeah. Which which uh, I want to see that, but I don't have any attachment to that. So I. It doesn't. It doesn't make doesn't me pay upset. Bills. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Well, right? no, but I know. I know, Doc. That's what. That's what he wants to see, and I know you don't do this. So I'm not speaking to you personally, but a lot of people pile up the red chips, right? They just put the wins out in front of them. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, it's like my aunt who goes to Vegas. She and never they, loses. And they sw- and they, exactly. <laughs> Ever. But it's, it's right, right? Because she only remembers what she wants. Yeah, sure. yeah, you yeah. Sweep, yeah. sweep the black chips under yeah. the rug, and you forget, oh, well, I'm winning. I have red chips. Yeah, I'm winning. You can't be a liar, guys. Liar. Not to yourself, at least. It doesn't, and, it doesn't help you. No. Oh, well, because you're just pulling the wool over your eyes. Yeah. Well, and what you want is the exposure to the truth of where you are on the, on the sales ladder, <laughs> where you are on your profici- proficiency. Sure. I mean, you know, poker chips isn't a bad analogy. If you play poker for, you know, you start out with 50 grand and you play 50 hands and you lose every one and you go all in on the last one and you happen to make your, you know, your, your money back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you a winner. It makes you a really good bluffer that got lucky. Well. Right. But a lot of people, salespeople live in this world. Well, and that's, that's and that's my biggest struggle, right? Because they don't want the oversight because they want to like live in this realm of hope. Yeah. Hey, boss, he's going to close any day now. Right, we just got to give them a little bit more time. Yeah. And, and the thing about bitch that left the building, yeah. man. And the, well, what's the a, thing about poker is that there's a there's a thing of variance, sure. right? That that pops up, and that happens with KPIs as well. And so, and some right? people lose hands that they should have never lost based on statistics. Yeah, you can be ninety five percent to win. And, 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 guess what? and guess what? It happens. happens. Yeah. Yes, and you move the fuck on. Yeah, yeah. I mean well, the dealer draws into six card twenty one against your twenty, sure. and you're like, no way. Uh, no way I'm going to lose. No, yeah. But you do. Yeah, it happens. And, and guess what? It goes in the record books and you move the fuck on. If there's a chance to win, there's there's a chance to lose, right? Sure. There, there's the right other side of the, the coin. Right up till they sign on the line, which is done. And in, in all reality, especially in like a blackjack, it's literally a 50-50 game. It just is. You can count the is cards. Is 50-50? Yes. You either win or you lose. Well, it's 50-50 on that particular hand. But over, it's, I knew a poker player that, that, that played that way. He, he would Just like under to, 5% I mean, to the house. That's all they need. Okay. That would, in some cases, it's closer to three. I'm just saying, in poker, you're playing one deck. You're playing some odds. Sure, you're yeah. playing other people's hands and tells and gestures. It's not a 50-50 game. Blackjack is a little more shit. It's five decks, four yeah. decks. Yep. I'm playing what it is, right? So the whole point of that to to me is though is that you you trust the statistics and you play each poker hand yeah. that your data tells you you can or can't win and you play the winning hands. Yeah, sometimes you're going to bluff some shit and you're going to probably lose on them. Well, but don't get discouraged on it, right? But but let me tell you, if you win big on one out of fifty hands and you beat what's a famous poker player, Johnny Cho, 
Johnny Chan? Yeah. Chan, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So Chan you beat Chan. that guy one hand, right? But he's beat you 50 in a row. It does not make you a winner. And Get that shit out of your head. Oh, for sure. Focus on the 52 that you lost. Well, so the thing about poker is that uh, there, there's a lot of overlap with sales, in my opinion, because you can do things wrong and back into a win, mm-hmm. right? You cannot track this guy. You cannot hold him accountable. You cannot set your frames, you know, and then he just happens to say yes, and then you're like, I'm the greatest guy ever, exactly. right? You can play seven deuce and win and, and crack aces and sure. be like, Oh man, I am so good. No, you got really lucky. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and go do it a hundred more times and, let, and let's see how many times and, it turns out and, in your favor. That's a really good point though is, is do it again. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a win, go do it again. Yeah. And if it doesn't follow win, the same process, yeah. Fall, yeah. yeah. Trust the process. same metrics, same, same KPI. And, and I, and I will say this every time I leave a job interview, not, not for like a, a position, but an actual project interview, right. With a general contractor. Say, is it that bad, man? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what we, you know, we call them. We call them in the biz. Uh, quote, you know. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Did you just say that? I just thought it'd be funny. Totally. Um, but you know, if, if you, I say it every time I leave an interview is that shit, I didn't follow the same tempo or pace that we did last time. Mm -hmm. And we won this one and not that one. And my metric in my head is screwed up because I don't know what I did to win this one. But if it's on paper and it is followable. That's exactly right. Right. right? So then you go back and you after action reports are huge, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody said this, he did that. I did that. We talked about this. Those are really important because if you don't write that shit down, you don't know what worked. And from a disc perspective, right? I'm the only guy here at this table, right? And these are the only people who really want to go dig into that data, arguably so much Mm. so that it keeps them from doing the behaviors that are super necessary to go out and close business. You preemptively do it (laughs) naturally. I proactively do it naturally. So when I fail, I want to know why, right? So you're not the only one. And, and S's tend to be a little more that way as well. But eyes, I'm seeking are, it out. Like, eyes like, are usually more fly by the seat of your pants. You yeah, have, but it still pisses me off to lose. I mean, sure. I will sit. I won't harbor it. The difference is, is Al's going to hire somebody to find out why. <laughs> Dude, shouldn't you hire everybody for everything? That yeah. means you're the your boss, world, yes. right? Yeah. There you go. Michael Jordan and had like it, seven coaches. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> you my, don't my, need one. Yeah. You know, or so, you know, I mean, because that's what a consultant is, really. Uh, you know, outside eyes and fresh eyes and a fresh point sure. of view. Can you do it in two minutes? If not, delegate. If not, schedule. I mean, when you said this the other day, I was like, "This is a this is just Al blowing smoke, right?" Like, like this is, this is the new thing. But he's That's been sticking to this, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, I every time we've hung out recently, anything like, under hey, two so. minutes, do it. Anything that that then delegate, and if you can't delegate it, schedule. It. And this is only pertaining to business, not. Because <laughs> that just sounds really terrible. Sorry, yeah. I do. I do my laundry that way too. <laughs> my personal laundry. Because I'm going. Hello, Sarah. Two minutes. This guy's oh Jeff. God. He's going to be stepping in for me because I can't do it in under two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like, we are so well, off the rails. Yeah. How do you how do you track those numbers? <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. Moans and groans. Wow, moans and groans. Okay, so. Um, what else do we have on KPIs, right? Because we were talking before this and, you know, because it's also a little bit like goal setting, right? Which we've talked about in the past, but you know, um, I was talking about smart goals, but your goal is okay. Out here. Yeah. Right. 30,000 foot view. And 
the KPI is the indicator that tells you that you're going in the right direction and allows you to bail on, you know, you know, once you get accustomed to the, you know, what your KPI tells you your process should be and the algorithms in place. If you get to a no, okay, next, Mm -hmm. you just go back to the start and, you know, move it forward like you did before. I was, I was working with this team recently and we were setting up their CRM and, uh, and I was talking about, Hey, how long do you think it should take for you to close a deal? And this guy was a D and didn't have any patience for me, did not want me there at all. And he goes, man, if it takes longer than two weeks, screw it. I'm out. And I was like, okay, how big is your, or, or what does your average client bring in? And he said, you know, about $2,500. And I said, okay, you're telling me that if someone is potentially looking at doing a $10,000 deal, you're not going to be willing to spend a little bit more time with them. And he goes, well, yeah, of course. And I was like, okay, well, shouldn't there be like some process and some guidelines around like these different like levels so that way you have some clarity around how much you, time you should be spending with these different levels of clients. And at that point, his, his, his eyes kind of went on yeah. and was like, oh. So he kind of bought into what you were talking about. Yeah. I like Good it. for you. So, Very good. Because, you know, same thing with like referrals versus like cold cold prospects, right? The process has to shift a little bit because the referral is going to come in. There's already some uh, like uh, rapport and there's some trust, you know, and everything else. The cold is going to take longer, right? And if you're going to sell a million dollar deal versus like a, like a hundred dollar deal, there's got to be some adjustment for the size of the deal. Now you can't hunt elephants all the time because you'll go hungry, right? And won't close anything. Um, so you need, you need deer and antelope and other various sized animals. Clint shrugging. Unless you're a badass elephant hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Full time. When you're we, when, when you're hunting a, when you're hunting with a tank in Africa, you're probably pretty good. <laughs> we do want to kill elephants. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the throwdown. Yeah. All right, so uh, KPIs, goal setting, 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, any anything in this realm? Let's kind of go around the table and talk to our specific teams. Yeah. Clint, what do you got? I mean, I got to. I kind of got to recap on what KPI really is because I think it it gets confused. If if you know what KPI is because you've been through some training, you're gonna instantly think goals and setting goals, and you're gonna get you're gonna get a little clouded here. If you're brand new to this, I, what I would tell you is that. A goal to me, a long-term goal is I'm going to sell more this year. A short-term goal is that by doing to sell more in the year, I'm going to sell this much a month, right? And what KPIs to me means is that you're looking at all the leading and lagging indicators in your data to get you to sell more that month in that short-term goal, right? Mm -hmm. In result, to get to your long-term goal. So, Indicators, like you really got to look at what the word means. It's indicators. It's things in your data pool that you've tracked, that you're keeping a hold of, that you analyze to say, this is how I move forward tomorrow. And you adjust that stuff the next day and the next day until you have a good process and you move forward with that. And as your market changes and as your sales changes or grows, you have to adjust. And those indicators in all of your data tell you what to do. Man, that was maybe the most C statement or C thing that you've ever said. I'm so happy right now. I have, I have, I have one tier, right? My boy. Al, what do you got for the eyes? I'm going to make it simple. It's got to be smart. It's got to be specific. 
measurable, obtainable, relevant, and time-bound. End of story. Drop the mic. Nice. Well, damn. All right. Go ahead, and that follow that up. Yeah, really. Keep coming for me. You never know you're winning if you don't identify how you lost. So, oh, I think damn. it's really important to. You that. followed it. Oh God! There's so much pressure now. Um, As he says in a high voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I you got? What before. you got? Donut boy. Yeah. Um, don't, don't tell him <laughs> time don't. to make the donuts. Uh, we love the shirt. We for overseas. It's like say okay, so when you come out as a C, right, or you or you find out that you're a C, it you, you realize like being gay? Sorry, God. <laughs> wow. God. And I have nothing is, against being this gay. This is supposed to be when protected you, time, you, guys. We're supposed you, to be allowed to fail here. Step through the curtain and okay. you find out you're we're a C. We're sorry, we're sorry, John. Can when you when you realize you're a C and you realize that because of everybody else and that you sell differently than they do, for me it pairing that with KPIs made my life a ton easier, right? I didn't have to be the guy who needed to inject himself into every conversation. I didn't need the, to be the guy who tried to get to yes with every person, right? So it allowed me to go for the no and allowed me this opportunity to fail, which is hard for C's, right? If I bluff in a, in, in a poker hand, even though like I'm thinking like, hey, 80% of the time he's going to fold and he calls with the, with the other 20 and he calls, I have this moment of like, oh God, I shouldn't have done that. Right. The numbers were still the same. You, you have to trust in the process. And so what it did was pairing that with a process that it's repeatable, that is, is, is also approachable. Right. This is not the easiest thing for C's to do. Right. I mean, when you're a, when you're a partner at an accounting firm, right. And you've been an accountant your whole life and now you're a partner and you have to go generate business. That is terrifying. So KPIs give you clarity around the things that you're trying to do. And it also allows you to like turn it off so that way you don't have to do it all the time. That's what I would say. Awesome. Fantastic. Good job. Good. All right. First show of 2020. Yeah. Or first recorded show anyway. So. Great uh, year. Clarity. This year is clarity. Absolutely. Um, so if you know someone who is struggling or isn't, you know, following a process or doesn't know who they like are or what team they're on, uh, share this with them. It doesn't need to be any harder than it already is. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. And we will be back Next week with uh oh I got something. Go. Oh man, here we go. I got a little nugget. A little nugget? <laughs> yeah, because you know, one of the one of the biggest challenges with changing the way we all sell, the way we do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to break the traditional sales cycle, right? Sure. One of the ways that I do that personally is I I literally tell the people I'm selling to why I'm doing what I'm doing and my format, right? So I'm changing the script. I look, here's how I do business. You're either on my page or you're not, right? So I will tell you that you can tell your customers that, but some this might be an easy nugget. Tell them to go listen to this show, and maybe they'll pick up on some nuances that we're talking about so that makes your job easier as a salesperson, right? Yep. So if they understand what we're talking about, when you bring those questions to light, use us as a third-party tool. Sure. Right? Maybe Maybe that might work for you. Can't Absolutely. hurt. Can't hurt you for sure, right? So, uh, if you're listening, please share. Uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave a review and a rating. We read every one of them, good, bad, otherwise, and that's how we improve. So, you know, we got some KPIs around some reviews. So, go leave them. Like it. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Thank everybody. You. Thanks.